to yet another episode of the O Word Podcast. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Johnny. Hi, my name is Johnny Ha, and happy uh, National Aunt and Uncle Day, and also National Coffee Milkshake Day. So only Coffee Milkshake Day. Where can you get a coffee milkshake? You kind of have to order vanilla, go home, make coffee, cold brew coffee, and mix them together. Is a Frappuccino considered a milkshake? No. What is a milkshake? Milk. Don't fraps have, like, the, the frozen Cream. treats? Is that not... No. I'm going to only talk in one word sentences. <laughs> but I thought that's... No, dude. That doesn't count. Oh. I think the best solution here is get a vanilla milkshake and add the instant coffee powder. Man, that sounds... Blend that up. Not that great. I've done a lot of fasting in my time, Johnny, so I've had about every milkshake, yeah. It works. It works, it works. So this is the podcast where we take a random word generator, get that word, go separate ways and find an article or... Story. Story, biography, anything. Whatever comes up. Documentary. Yeah. Talk about that and uh, we share it with each other. And this week's episode was another good word. Uh, but I didn't have a lot of time to find I, a lot of time. I had like three weeks. So we had this word picked out, <laughs> but I waited till the last minute about three hours before we got here. Of course. Uh, so I didn't spend a lot of time looking for a good one, but the word is worried. It is worried. Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I worded this week. It's worried. W O R R I E D worried. And I think mine is really good. Okay. Perfect. I also didn't write a long one, so Mine isn't super long either. For me, pretty long. Okay, okay. In general, not that long. Well, let's jump into it. All right. So before I actually go into my article, I want to talk about deep fakes. You know what deep fakes are? Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Okay, don't say it though. Okay. Because I'm going to define it. But you can tell me about your experience. Yeah, uh, I watched a Corridor video. Do you watch the Corridor guys? No, what is that? They is do uh, special effects. It's the same guy... No, it's not the same team. They do special effects mm-hmm. on YouTube, but they also break down how some of this stuff works. That's what they've transitioned to. They used to do like videos like uh, Freddie Wong, Freddie yeah. W. They used to do that stuff, but now it's just like, we're going to tell you how we do it. Hmm. It's like VFX artists like, react to Look VFX. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty interesting, like how they do things. Well, I'll let you explain it and then I'll tell you what the video was. All right, all right. So... The term deepfake itself is a pretty new phrase. It it was coined in 2017. So that's like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll define what deepfake is. It's a technique um, of combining or superimposing images and videos onto other images and videos. And it uses something called generative adversarial network. So that's a type of machine learning and machine learning if anyone doesn't know is a subset of artificial intelligence mm-hmm. so deep fakes use machine learning and artificial intelligence right so the video what they took was they took a tom cruise green actor mm-hmm. or what's it called impersonator mm. they invited him to the office they had him do his little shtick or whatever and then they took the video and plugged it in with a, a database full of tom cruise stuff and they were able to put Tom Cruise's actual face over the impersonator. Dang. So, so he had a Tom Cruise body, but not the face? He had the Tom Cruise... No, he looked really good. Like, he looked like Tom Cruise. But 
Not good enough. They want to see if they could do it with deepfakes. It didn't come out that great. But they did it uh, again with Keanu, and that one worked out better. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the scary thing about deepfakes is that it can be very convincing. Mm. And that's why people have used it to create a lot of things like fake celebrity porn, revenge porn, and fake news and hoaxes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So my article specifically is on deep fake porn. Okay. Because that's what a lot of its uses are for. That's, I would say that would be the least damaging form of deep fake, right? Um, I it depends. I feel like it's emotionally one of the most yeah, damaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, in in terms of relative to like to the world and destroying the world, I feel like hoaxes beat it out yeah i would say something like fake news or uh right like imagine a politician someone deep fakes a politician saying something bad like two hours before voting booths close imagine someone like doing a deep fake on donald trump saying something stupid about kim jong-un i thought you were gonna say something like go back to your own country but oh uh, man oh that was a deep fake no (laughs) that was a deep fake um no yeah well, like if, if they had a defect of saying stupid about some uh, saying something stupid about Kim Jong Un, like that could cause a world war. Yeah. Or like just a president saying something ridiculous, or any leader saying something ridiculous about a country, and like people start rioting. That's pretty scary. Yeah. But we're going to talk about deepfake porn, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I, it, it's more general. Like, this article is more specific on deepfake porn, but we're going to talk about it more gen- generally and okay stuff like that. So, let's see. So, if it isn't obvious, uh, when a person's face is... Deepfake porn is when a person's face is placed on another person's body to create fake porn, pornographic photos, or videos. Mm-hmm. That's what deepfake porn is. And they tend to be more centered around celebrities uh, because, I mean, if someone just has some regular person... It's the unattainable fruit, Johnny. Is that what that's called? No, that's what I call it. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, that would make sense, right? Because then otherwise it would just be just another porn video. Yeah, and people just think that like, it's a celebrity. Oh, that's weird. I mean, personally for that person, I'm sure it'd be terrible. You think that's why they do it, though? Like, I'm going to make this person feel bad. I mean... I feel like that's the case with revenge porn. Exactly, with revenge porn. Which we'll get into. Yeah, and uh, have you heard of something called deep nude? Have you heard about that? Is it just a Photoshop nude? No, so that was a... um, It's an app that came up, like, really recently, like, within the past few months. No. And it was a big thing because... When you use that app, you can upload pictures mm-hmm. of mainly celebrities, and it would uh, kind of Photoshop, but it would use uh, deep fake uh, technology to make those pictures like naked. So like it could be a picture of someone in a bikini and make it look re- really realistic that um, they look naked. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, uh, Deep Nude worked uh, on female celebrities. It didn't really work on male celebrities that well, I guess, just because of the way they built it. Yeah. But um, I think the I heard the app works best on women that are showing more skin, like in the pictures that whatever they upload. And that makes sense because, like, the way it works, from my understanding, from the video that I watched was 
you have to have a whole bunch of pictures to pull from. So, exactly. like, if they're doing a deep fake of uh, the one Obama with, is it Jordan Peele? I don't know. Okay, I think there's a video where he does his Obama impersonation, mm-hmm. and then they deep fake Obama over. You need a lot of reference images. So, exactly. there's a ton of pictures of Obama. So, for the opposite to work here, the case would be they need a lot of pictures of naked women to mm-hmm. defake over the picture you import yeah definitely so there's so skin there's more revealing pictures of female celebrities than male celebrities online throughout the internet and stuff yeah. so that's why this app was more about or worked better with the women and um like you you just said for it to work better it needs more training data or more pictures to look at and reference um to be able to get a more realistic output so that's just a general thing about machine learning. Uh, so do you know what machine learning is? Because I'm going to go on a, a little tangent and talk about that. Yeah, I think I have a pretty good idea about it. You want me to give my five-year-old explanation or do you want to explain it? No, you can go ahead. Uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong. But like basically, it's trying to figure out, it's trying to match what goes with it. So it's going through like thousands and thousands of images. Uh-huh. And it's trying to see like, okay, at this point, the corner of the mouth is here, 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 and here. And then it lines up pictures where the corners of the mouth are here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. And it just gets better. The more you give it, the closer it can mimic an actual person. Yeah, basically. So, um, machine learning is a much more general concept. Oh, right. right. It, it's basically like you have a model, like an equation or something. And then you have the training data to put in there and uh, train your model. You let and, it run. Yeah, exactly. So the, the more training data you have, the more the machine can learn and adjust its equations to be more accurate. Uh, so the better the results are. Mm-hmm. So people will use this thing. Like a good example is machine learning algorithms that estimate the price of homes. So you can have an equation where um, it's just like in, in algebra like your x's you just have more than one x variable and those x variables for a home could be like number of rooms number of bathrooms zip code um, and uh, many other things that would determine the price of a home and your y or the output of the equation would be the price of the home Mm -hmm. so it would just look at data that you have of homes like the information about the homes and where you already have the prices and it it learns like when a person learns like you realize hey every time it's windy or if it's windy it's probably gonna rain if the clouds are more gray it's probably gonna rain like you learn over time yeah so it does that with a bunch of data and then so that's your training data and to test your data you take information where um like you have all the information on the home and the price and then you ignore the price for a second you put it to the side and you run your um your other thing, like the information about the home through it, mm-hmm. and it gives you a price. And you look at the difference between the price that's estimated and the real price that you have, and then that's how you can see how accurate it was, and that's how you tweak it to make it more accurate. Right. So that's all machine learning and these algorithms are doing. They're looking at pictures, they're learning, and over time it gets more accurate because it's adjusting. All right, so now that we've talked about machine learning, I want to go back to Deep Nude. So... The app was later taken down by the creators. And the creators said, and I quote, the world is not ready for deep nude. 
But, I mean... There was a lot of outrage from the app, by the way. They knew what they were doing, right? What did they expect the world to do with this technology? I don't know. Like, I don't don't know what they expect. I think... I remember hearing something like, they just did it because they said, if we didn't do it, someone else would have done it. Okay. But that's not a good reason. Yeah. It kind of sounds like one of those... uh, have you ever seen Jurassic Park where no. the famous line is like, you guys were so preoccupied with asking yourself, can we do it? That you never stop to ask yourself, should we do it? Yeah. And that's one of those cases here. But I don't know. I vibe. I mean, I understand where they're coming from. Someone was going to do it. Yeah. But you wouldn't want to be the someone who did it. Right. I don't think that's a good excuse. Like, you do a shitty thing it's like someone's gonna do it anyway i might as well have done it yeah and then like those what are they called apk files or apk that's like app application package yeah those files are out there even though they pulled it from the app store i'm sure those apk files exist somewhere on the internet maybe i don't know how that works like how you would save something like that because i know at least with a lot of times when people develop apps, they encrypt their app a certain way. Basically, it jumbles up the code so no one can just take it. Mm. So the source code usually wouldn't just be out there, but who knows. But regardless, there are things like that out there already. Yeah. Whether or not these people made the app or not, it's already a thing. But um, when they say that the world is not ready for... T- if uh, if I'm gonna hear that, that's my cat like shoveling litter back there. He's working real hard to cover his poop. That's good. That's good. He doesn't want anyone to find his scent. Like I said, I wipe till I bleed. <laughs> I'm sorry. When did you ever say that? I don't know. It's it's somewhere on the episode. Go listen to episodes one through twelve. See if you find it. See thirteen. No, it wasn't the last one. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, somewhere in one through twelve. Yeah, that's definitely picking up. People definitely hear that. That's but fine. It's all right. It's all right. He's a cat. He got to do his thing. You know? But uh, when he said... Okay, so back to the story. Whenever the dude says um, the world's not ready for deep nude, I'm assuming he means that technologically, we're not really like prepared to determine like a picture, whether or not a picture or video is... A deep faked video. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, we. But even like with like technology, it's uh-huh. really hard to determine whether or not it's uh, deep faked. From the human eye, you really can't tell, mm-hmm. and you can make a case to, that it's real, even if it looks a little off. I I feel like more likely, like he might have been saying, like, you know, we had an obligation to remove it because the world's not ready. Or more likely, a bunch of celebrities came after him. A bunch of lawyers came after them. Because, I don't know, maybe they own the likeness of their image. I know that's a big debate when this kind of stuff comes up. Do celebrities own the likeness to their own image? Yeah. So, like, uh, Stan Lee recently passed away, but he's known for doing cameos in Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they already have his face scanned in. So, like, do you put him in the movies? Or does he own the right to that? That's I think he a, is paid. His family's getting paid if he does make any appearances in these movies. But that's definitely a gray area. Like in the future, do you think you can cast young Tom Cruise in all your movies, even though he's not in your movie at yes. all? 
But should yes. you be able to? Does he own the likeness to his genetic DNA? Morally, I feel like everyone. Can, I feel like everyone can agree that morally it's wrong if you don't have their permission. Morally, yeah, but legally, I was gonna say like it's it's a gray area. Yeah, le- the thing is, legally, can you do that? It's like technically, I own the rights to these movies, and his face are in the movies, so. These are pictures from the movies, really, not his face. And it's like an animation, technically. It's an animation. So, like, when you watch Aladdin and the genie's doing all these references to, like, uh, what's that old guy? Jack Nicholson. He's not old, I guess, when he came out. He's old now. (laughs) But, like, when he's doing all these parodies of famous celebrities, does that constitute the same thing? I don't know. Legally, all that's such a great area. It doesn't have to be. We could we could go in there. We could do that. It's a uh, copyright law. Yeah, let's go to law. Let's go to law school. Oh, that'd be fun. Let's finish podcasting first. <laughs> we'll never be finished. Let's get no that more. under our belt. Yeah. So, uh, like I said earlier, these apps work better with celebrities, more specific female celebrities, because there are more pictures. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say in the future, as technology gets better, it's not like impossible for you to be able to do this with a regular person. I mean, yeah. just from people's Instagrams. Someone that posts a lot of pictures, you could have a lot of things to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, this article even said that there's some. I think it was. I think it was in Deep News, or I think Deep Face in general. There are some things where you can just do one picture, and sometimes it works decently. If yeah, they have say, other ones that are close enough. The more you have, the better it'll come out. But that doesn't mean. The, that also means like the less you have something will come out like something's gonna come out exactly even if it's like and if it comes out bad just lower the brightness throw it throw some heavy grain on top of that shadows or shadows yeah so that's pretty scary and that's why this article says if you're not worried worried about the fact that someone can make fake porn of you doing literally anything without your consent then you really should be i think throughout this article it was obviously kind of biased like really trying to scare people about it Mm -hmm. which is it's definitely right now it's definitely something that people need to be aware of that it's a thing Uh, I don't know if it's gonna like completely ruin lives right now but uh, you never know if it gets better and better because if someone has like your naked pictures some it, it would be possible for them to make deep fake porn and distribute that and stuff like that. Um, of course, it wouldn't be too convincing if it's just a few pictures, but or who even knows? if you find the source material. But even then, it's it's the same thing with these fake headlines. Like people will just read it, but they're not going to go research: is this mm-hmm. real or is this fake? They're just going to take the screenshot or the thumbnail or whatever it is, and they're going to just go off that. Yeah, even if they see something like. There's a headline picture of a deep fake porn of like Miley Cyrus or something out there. And you go around and say, yeah, I just saw something about Miley Cyrus doing porn online. Yeah. And like just reading the headline. Just that is pretty damaging. So revenge porn itself is when someone maliciously shares pornographic images or photos or images or videos uh, of a person without their consent. Mm -hmm. And it's only something that has become illegal since 2014. That recent? Yeah. Whoa. Weird, right? I guess, like, legally in writing. Well, 
I mean, Spe- specific revenge, specific to revenge porn, by the way. Yeah, I guess that makes sense though, because like everyone's got phones and cameras now. Yeah, it's it social media. It, yeah, it was one of those things that came with the turn of social media. Yeah. You, you, we've seen a lot of new laws pop up, and more are popping up. Yeah, the more and more we get in embedded with this. I hate when people try to like, in a way, defend the people that do it. So people say it's like, <sighs> "Hey, you recorded it. You shouldn't have recorded to begin with." That is some bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't believe in blaming the victim. That that's so dumb. That's like saying, like if someone comes rob you, like rob or burglarize your home, it's like you shouldn't have left your door unlocked. It's like I, that yeah. doesn't mean hey, come rob. Obviously, me. but it's still wrong that yeah. they robbed you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like stuff like that is bogus. But I think that's why uh, it wasn't until 2014 until like it was. In, in writing specific that revenge porn is illegal. Yeah. Because people will defend it. In most states or all states? It can't be federal. Um, I, I don't know. It's state to state. Yeah, it's got to be state to state. So check your state, guys. Check your state. Jeez. Because I wouldn't be surprised if Louisiana is one of those states where it's... Yeah, Louisiana uh, is a... Child a, marriage is legal here. I think age 14 is the youngest you can get married with if, consent. Yeah, if you have parents' consent. That's crazy to me. Yeah, pretty conservative. And a lot of people will say, like, with these laws, like, people don't use them often anyway, so don't worry about it. Get rid of it. Right. But Just it's it. still possible, which is kind of scary. Yeah. Like, like when, you, when you're a kid and you have those books or you see online and it says, like, dumb laws in your state. Like, yeah. you can't eat peanut butter while driving your car at 3 a.m. or something like that. They need to make a book where it's, like, dumb laws that actually <laughs> matter. Or something like that. Yeah, I saw one where it was like fire trucks. The one that sticks out to me the most was like fire trucks cannot run red lights in New Orleans or something like that. Wow, that sounds like a dumb one, yeah. But like if you think about it, it could kind of make sense if it was like downtown. Like if you run a red light down there, you're hitting people. But I don't think you'd be going 50 miles an hour downtown. Fair. And it, I don't think it should be a lot of like you cannot yeah, pass, that's, run a red light. That sounds ridiculous because new orleans is a big city it's not just downtown exactly even the outskirts do and i'm, I'm sure people uh, fire trucks aren't getting pulled over for that but the fact that they could yeah it's pretty dumb so same thing with deep fake revenge porn type of stuff should just be straight up illegal everywhere hopefully but uh revenge porn law labels something revenge porn if it's actual porn of you so Deep fakes aren't considered revenge porn because you kind of mentioned You're it not earlier in the video. Exactly, you you kind of you kind of got it earlier. Deep fakes are based on your images and videos. Yeah, it's not it's an CG. actual image or video of you. It's computer generated. It's not you. Yeah. So that's that's a great area, interesting. dude. Yeah, and even though like Photoshop has been a thing for a long time, deep fakes are scary because it, it rather than just being on photos, now mm-hmm. it's on videos. Like, it's possible for videos. Dude, if you would have told me three years ago we'd be living a Black Mirror episode, I'd say, yeah, right. But here we are. This is it. This is the Black Mirror episode. Here we are. Give it a few years, it's going to be much more attainable. But uh, at the moment, deepfakes are really demanding and slow. So that's why it's not as common of an issue. Yeah, the guys in the video, they had to let it run, like, overnight. Yeah. And it was just... It was like a 30 minute, thirty second clip or something, but it mm-hmm. took all night just yep. to find all the photos. To, I, the article I read said something like 24 hours to get like a few seconds. Yeah. And that's just because it has to run through so much. Because 
So I'm interested in machine learning and artificial intelligence in general. Mm-hmm. It's like if I, I've like ran into it a little bit. Um, when you're running these videos through these algorithms, you're not running like just a picture, like one thing. No. It's really looking at every single pixel. That's what it's doing. Uh-huh. So if you have a thousand by thousand picture, that's already a million pixels. And it's traditionally it's like 24 frames per second. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at 24 1000 pixels for one second. Of yeah. Footage. So no, that's a million pixels, 24 frames. That's 24 million pixels. Yeah. But it's not just those 1 million pixels either because that would mean it's just on or off. There's mm-hmm. RGB. The three, so, yeah. so that's three million per three photo. Different, what are they called? Uh, what are they called? Channels. Those three are channels. three different channels. Yeah. yeah, they're called channels. So these algorithms are looking at three million pixels per, or three million, I guess, items per picture. Per frame, yeah. And that's a thousand by thousand picture. Yeah. They have like 1080p. And then something like that. even further than that, after it analyzes a pixel, it needs to compare it to like. The thousands of photo references that you have yeah, exactly so yeah i mean yeah we were talking about one picture not even the frames and the f- uh, multiple frame uh, multiple what, what was the thing i lost my channel multiple pictures your reference multiple frames your data throughout the video yeah throughout the video and like we say this now but in like three years it's gonna be so dated because they're gonna be able to do this stuff on your phone yeah and that's just insane to me yeah, so th- throughout time, it's going to get better and get scarier. And like like you said earlier, uh, I just want to like repeat it. That's just for one video. So it has to look through a ton of other videos. And stuff. Yeah. It just takes forever. But there's a thing called like quantum computing. And once that's like perfected, this is going to be so easy to do. Because they, I, I've heard like once quantum computing is really good or... I don't think it's a thing. It kind of is a thing right now. Like w- once it works well, all of our passwords will be useless because it will compute so fast that it can check every single combination of characters for your password. Like just brute force, check every single one so quickly that it could crack everything. And yeah. that means heavy computing power to be able to do stuff like this super easily. Well, back to your source code, dude. That means everything. You- needs to be copyrighted because other people are just going to be able to unscramble your source codes yeah insane i don't know the future's scary but i'm excited for the happy future yeah and and that's why this article also touches on um how we need to as like a society or as a government um regulate yeah like prepare for this to see how like how can we combat this how can we First of all, cover it under revenge porn, I think. Yeah. At, at least slander something, you know. I, I'm assuming it's already like slander. It's the, a lie. The worst way, uh, the worst thing about how the government, like how laws work, is you need to have a standing case for something to become law. Mm-hmm. So you need evidence of it to happen. So the worst thing is it has to happen before we can take action. That makes I never thought about that, but that makes sense. That you can't make a law about a theoretical situation. Right? Yeah, there are no theoretical situation laws. Something, everything that is a law is because something has happened. Oh man! People are like we have to make this into law. <laughs> there are some laws. It's like, man, that happened. Yeah, we needed so, that law. I mean, like, there's no way we can really prepare for it. Uh, so I mean, 
and then even then after something happens you have to wait for like enough people to report it or enough things to happen um judges to make disputing things so the law has to step in and say this is it yeah and like is this worth focusing on like how big of a deal yeah. is it right and then even then it's got to get through government which is in itself a <laughs> slow pain, so. slow process it has its purpose why it's low i but... mean we just saw this recently with the 9-11 uh fund like how hard is 9/11 it to... fund yes uh, or like we stopped funding victims for 9-11 and yeah. then uh john stewart did his whole thing but like it was so such a pain to get through like why didn't you like that's a no-brainer right yeah i don't know i mean that has its purpose so like you can't get stupid laws through that are very biased yeah yeah i mean i understand but when it comes to things that are so obvious like why can't we Something just make so a quick bipartisan exception? i yeah. think is the most frustrating part like yeah like know. why can't we just agree we all agree we really have to go through this process like yeah. let's just push it through but um if we can't since it is so hard to like combat legally um people are trying to combat it like technologically okay so um one one interesting method that i saw in this article about how to um figure out if something is a deep fake or not is that they detect deep fakes by looking at a person's pulse so apparently a person's pulse can be detected from a video if you enhance the color saturation Mm. yeah but because deep fakes are pretty much clips or photos pasted together mm-hmm. you wouldn't see like a blood flow or if you did it'd be irregular okay so like i thought that was really interesting look at the yeah. blood like what an out of the box way to like figure something out they have that google ai that's trying to learn when something's photoshopped and it shows it to you like a heat like a heat index you know how like the hottest part is white yeah and then it goes like orange and it fades out and the rest everything else is blue or black right it works like that so like it'll show you the picture and it'll overlay what it thinks has been photoshopped or how heavily it's been photoshopped that's pretty cool i'll see if i can find that to send you the article yeah that's pretty interesting but i mean machine learning and artificial intelligence is in so many things that we use now Mm -hmm. i don't think people realize it because when people hear like machine learning and artificial intelligence are like buzzwords yeah it sounds like a terminator movie or something yeah even even people that like study computer science like it's still a buzzword like no one really knows what it is people always think it's like you said in the movies like robots taking over but like hollywood it's in everything one of my co-workers today today was talking about how so she does machine learning and she was saying how she was working on just a regular application for um like internal uh, employees to like find something and mm-hmm. it just uses machine learning to know which one to pull up uh, which, like when you're on Instagram it knows which one you will probably want to see like any recommendation they probably use some form of machine learning to estimate well, yeah. I mean even the ads that you get to see on your social media feeds and stuff yeah. it's just because it's building a profile of you and it's like exactly. we'll throw these ads at them yeah it's just learning yeah just yeah. has a lot of evidence and it's learning a lot but it's like you mentioned earlier we ordered food and i was like are you are you cool with them knowing your address or whatever and you're like yeah I, i'm cool with convenient what did you say um convenience over privacy yeah convenience over privacy dude these mach- like all the google home stuff i have super cool super yeah. convenient they're listening all the time anytime Definitely. i ask it something it's recording it 
it's learning. It, it, it knows what's my voice versus your voice because it learned over time. Mm-hmm. And it's getting better. Definitely. And That's so, the scary part. Yeah, but machine learning is like super cool. But, and that doesn't, just because it's kind of scary doesn't mean we should stop. It's super cool the way fireworks are cool. It's cool, but it'll blow your finger off. That's true. <laughs> you don't want too much of it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta be a little careful. You gotta be careful with them. But yeah, um, with with the deep fake stuff, as of now, it's almost impossible for human eyes to decipher what's real or not. Um, but people are working on technological ways to figure it out, mm-hmm. like putting it through the computer and figure it out. So. It's basically like we're finding machine learning with machine learning. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way it's always been, I guess. Every time there's some technology problem, there comes up with a solution. Like I was listening to a podcast about John McAfee. The, is he the virus protection virus, stuff. Yeah. Apparently he's a real bad guy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like he's been charged with murder in Belize and stuff. What? Yeah. Crazy story. I'll send you that podcast if you want to check it out. But um, apparently he came up with one of these, the first virus that ever came out, I want to say it was called Winpax or something. Uh, the way it would, it would like tell your system, it would delete one file, would which would make your computer think it needs to reboot. So your computer would just be stuck in a reboot loop. Um, and he found a way to fight the virus. And then after that, that's how we had antivirus technology. So, I mean, that stuff didn't exist till viruses existed. Yeah. So there's always going to be some kind of workaround. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, I just hope it's not too far of a gap between problem and find solution. Before we Yeah, because I think he out. came out with it like a month later after it came out. So. Oh, man. A month would be fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> I can deal with nudes of me being traded around for a month. Yeah, That's but like, after years of Actually, it would doubting. probably take like six years before someone got bored of celebrities and decided, you know what? I'll go after Omar. <laughs> you know what first uh should i go after like this person i hate that i go to high school with nah i'm gonna go after omar yeah yeah yeah. i just found him on instagram i'm gonna go after him but yeah uh that, that's basically everything i have about deep fakes really about machine learning a little bit. Hey, give me a fist pound dude it's a good one right it's good but it fits perfectly with mine does it really yeah it's like black mirror technology. not as dark but it's the same kind of technology scare yeah yeah technology okay i just want to say technology is scary because Mm -hmm. of how good it's become like the fact that computers can do so many things that we can't like people are using machine learning to detect things in Mm x-rays like x-ray technicians is one of those jobs like when we think about jobs that are going to be taken over by automation machine learning artificial intelligence all those buzzwords people always think like um well, people simpler never simpler jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like truck driver, like car self driving car, like kiosk. manufacturing, distribution. Exactly. Yeah. But no one ever thinks like an X ray technician job is one of the top jobs that are going to be replaced because mm-hmm. machine learning algorithms and stuff can see things in those pictures that humans cannot see. Because it compares it to you just upload every X ray you have, and then I'll be like, oh, so all these X rays, anything that looks like this is cancer. Yeah. Okay, well, this person has something that looks like this, so it's cancer. Exactly. And, like, it's it's one of those jobs that I think it could identify more accurate than a human can. A hundred percent. More accurate and identify more, too. Like, there's a lot of things people can't see. Yeah. The way people or x-ray technicians learn about that is just through experience. Mm-hmm. They see pictures. They see what, uh, for example, a bone fracture looks like. 
in the future they can identify it. Computers are doing the same thing, but they're less biased because they're just looking at the pixels. Yeah. And they're looking at millions of pictures as their experience. I will say, though, it's really impressive when, like, they bring out the x-rays and they start pointing at it. And there's like, this is what we see here and here. I'm like, I do not know what you're looking at. Hey, that looks it, like a blob or something. Next time, you just tell them, stop talking to me. Pull out the machine learning doodads you got in the back. Well, what I told them now is whatever you say, doc. Whatever you say, just give me medicine or something. All right, so like I said today, I'm going to do another report on another viral internet phenomenon. See, at first I thought oh my this would be the like... sequel to my ASMR, but it's not. Okay, it's okay. a Gangnam Style. It goes closer to yours. Why are you worried about the Gangnam it's Style? It's a planking. Maybe I should just get into it. <laughs> uh, have you heard or have you even used the app called FaceApp? Face, I've definitely heard of it. I feel like I have. It's an, It's been around for a, a yeah. minute, huh? Yeah. It's been around for two years. But it the, recently came up because some new stuff they added. Yeah, no, I have not used it. Okay, well, for those of you not familiar with it, FaceApp is an app for the iOS and Android devices developed by Russian company Wireless Lab, which uses artificial intelligence, buzzword there, to generate highly realistic transformations of faces and photographs. Uh, the app can transform a face to make it smile, look younger, look older, or even change gender. Is this the thing I've been seeing all over social media? Is yes. this FaceApp? Yeah, that's FaceApp. Oh. I, 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 when I first saw it, I thought it was originally like Snapchat or something. Wait, right? me too. I, I looked at Snapchat and said, where's this filter? And I looked on Instagram. Where's you this filter? You want to see mine? I said you used mine. it? Yeah, I used it. Oh, about this? I used it before I did this. And then as I was reading all the stuff you could do, I was like, what? And so I played around with it more. I mean, after it's like, it's too late. You already used it. Okay, yours looks pretty good. So it it goofed up your hair a bit. Yeah, it didn't know I had long hair. But this is actually like... It's that's scary how good. realistic it looks, right? That's pretty good. Right? It looks... I want to do it because it's kind of cool. Yeah, well, I'm going to do it with you after because I have... Oh, nice. Have um, so what really made it blow up in the last couple weeks was the ability to make it look uh, younger and older. And like you were mentioning, it, it's been all over your social media feed, all I'm over. sure. It's been overused at this point. Uh, so its popularity is a fairly recent development, but the app has actually been around for two years. Like I, you said, it's been a while mm -hmm. for a hot minute. FaceApp launched on iOS in January 2017 and Android in February 2017. That's always the case. iOS first and then Android like a month later. Everyone likes iOS apps more. Yeah. But that's not to say like it's big now, but that doesn't mean it wasn't big when it first came out. Um, so uh, specifically when it came out, it was making the news rounds specifically surrounding its gender change transformation. Uh, that's one of the features where you could do like gender bender kind of stuff. Like the like the Snapchat filter. Like the Snapchat filter. They did it first. <laughs> and they actually do it better. Um, it attracted particular interest from LGBT and transgender communities uh, due to their ability to realistically stimu uh, simulate the appearance of a person as the opposite gender. So like I was reading an article from the guy who tried it in 2017 and he was like, this no other app does this and he he was so happy about it because he's like if i did want to transition this is what i would look like right. and it was a real big deal to him uh i feel like most people that use it were like teens it's like yeah. ah, look how funny this looks yeah not for like serious issues 
there's some people who take everything serious and everyone else is kind of just like it's just it's just this looks funny, funny. yeah um so like the big thing about this app was how realistic the pictures actually come out like i just showed you my picture it was pretty realistic it was pretty realistic uh so you can use the snapchat filter but everything kind of looks fluttery or uh, feathery samey samey yeah yeah um it kind of looks like like blurry took, like washed out ish no featherly like towards the edges it kind of just oh yeah tapers yeah, yeah. off like they kind of my guess is how they did it is they took a standard male picture and a standard female picture and then they take your picture whichever one it is and they just slap them together and they merge them together mm-hmm. like they'll line up your eyes and everything but then everything else pretty samey because i think Anytime you use the girl filter, it gives you bangs. And every time you use the guy filter, it gives you a square jaw and stubble. Yeah. Are you talking about Snapchat? Snapchat, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's why I'm saying this uh, face app is better. Because it doesn't do that. It keeps your features. It'll just soften them if you're turning into a girl or like... Uh, rough them up a bit if you're turning into a guy. Yeah, the Snapchat one is just like... like, It's going to give you a jaw and beard. Yeah. Or like the woman, like you said, it's going to give you bang and like give Let's you a little say, blush yeah, give or you something. Little blush, yeah. Um, so let's see. So the realistic thing is a point stressed by the CEO. He's Russian. So here we go. Yaroslav uh, Goncharvo. Goncharv. Goncharov. Goncharov. Gonkrov? Gonthrov. Gonthroff. I ain't Russian. Uh, well, he's the CEO of this company. In an interview from 2017 with TechCrunch, he said, Our main differentiator is photorealism. After applying a filter, it is still your photo. Other apps intentionally change a picture in a way that's entertaining, but it's not the real photo anymore. Yep, that's right. Um, now, like I said, Snapchat didn't have this feature in 2017, but what they did have was the doggy face the dog ears and tongue oh thing. duh that's so many the people dog use filter. that yeah right but if you're a guy who uses it you find that it's more feminine like yeah. it gives you smooth skin and everything and it makes your eyes bigger or whatever but that like he's saying here like that's not our goal here we just want to take your picture and turn it to a girl and it looks real and it looks real yeah so um the age filter and gender filter have garnered some praise and enjoyment. We can say that, right? Yeah. But the app has not been without its fair share of criticisms. Oh, yeah. Uh, plenty of people are talking about how it's taking your picture and yeah. doing stuff with it. That's the most recent one. But back in 2017, they had a hot transformation, um, which was made available in June of 2017, where supposedly it was making its users appear more physically attractive. But... It was accused of racism because it would lighten the skin of color of black people and make them look more European. Hmm. So, cool. That's a big oof. Uh, this feature was briefly renamed Spark, which that's the worst way you could Spark? go with Spark because it would lighten your picture. Oh uh, yeah. But if it's also giving you European features, that yeah. you can't explain that uh, before being removed. Uh, Gontrarv apologize describing the situation as an unfortunate side effect of the underlying neural network uh, caused by the training set bias not intended behavior oh yeah that's machine learning stuff right there yeah so bias 
That okay. So my understanding was that they made their program scroll through the database of hot people, uh-huh. and it just found a bunch of white European people. So it's like, yep. well, this is what hot means. Um, it's just learning from what you give it. Yeah. So it just scrolled through and it was like a hot person has lighter skin, lighter hair, and lighter colored eyes. Yeah. And that's just what it gave people. That's a whole another thing, like integrity or rules on what the like, parameters. Uh, like how, 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 how can I say this? Hopefully into the mic and not up into the roof. <laughs> so, so with all like this computer stuff and there's a lot of moral things about it that people are talking about now. It's mm-hmm. like, did they do something wrong by doing that? Like they definitely had, they could have an impact on society, but should they be faulted for making a mistake on a program? Because like something like that, like he said, it's not hard to do. Mm-hmm. He or the whoever made the uh, app probably didn't do it on purpose. Also, or should they be responsible for that? Yeah, they're in Russia, so like all the if they okay, well, I'll go into this. I gave this a whirl, I tried to do what a machine learning was doing, so I just googled hot people, Uh and like everything that came up was just white people. Yeah, again, that's probably I bet you that's I'm willing to bet that's machine learning and that's Google all that jazz, yeah, so. I mean, I say we uh, post a lot of pictures with, like, I don't know, Salma Hayek, and we write hot woman. And we just post a lot of photos, so Google thinks, wow, this is what a hot woman is. Everyone seems to agree. All right, how about this? What if I make something that automatically, like, posts Instagram pictures of us? Okay. And we hashtag it, caption, hot, hot woman. woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, anytime someone looks up hot woman on instagram we come up it's you and me holding up a sign that says um make change or something like that yeah make change or guys can be hot too something that can get uh trending on twitter yeah anyway um so yeah like you said it was just a simple misunderstanding and i gave them a pass like morally i gave them a fast understand it's just yeah. a simple mistake i can understand that and the guy, Garntrov, even announced that there was going to be a complete fix and it would be released later that year. And what I can only assume to be that fix was released in August of that year. FaceApp once again faced criticism when it featured ethnicity filters. <laughs> so You can do blackface from the comfort of your couch. Not only blackface, Johnny, you could do white, black, Asian, and Indian face. Indian face? Yeah, India. What's it? So it just darkens the skin? Just not enough to do blackface? Yeah. <laughs> darkens the skin. Jeez. Bigger eyebrows, darker hair. Why would someone post something like that and not expect, like, backlash? I don't know, Johnny, but these filters were immediately removed from the app. Nice. Is it bad that I wish I would have been able to try it? Yeah, Probably. I kind of want to try it. Um, so, like... I, I wrote this in my script, but it came up in your paper first. This is one of those cases where they ask themselves, can we do this instead of should we do this? Yeah. This is another one of those cases. Should we do this? Man, I was buying my tongue the whole paper because I was like, uh, the whole time wait, you were wait, talking. Wait, I did that. Yeah. Um, so with the recent surge of popularity has come even more criticism. Surprisingly, it was free from some racist undertones. Wow. But you mentioned it earlier. So, in 2019, FaceApp attracted criticism in both the press and social media over the privacy of user data. 
So yeah. mine's more about privacy. Yours more about doom, property. gloom, scary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is you? So this was all set off by one tweet from Joshua Nazi. He's a developer who warned that the app could be taking all the photos from your phone and uploading them to its servers without any obvious permission from the user. Right. Um, although when like most apps when you download is like give us access or allow or deny yeah. us access to either your microphone storage. your camera your pick uh your album yeah storage um i just click yes by the way me too and i was like i want to use this app so i have to click yes we'll debate this <laughs> uh so in response to questions uh relating this uh the ceo garntroff again had to speak up and he stated that User data and uploaded images were not being transferred to Russia, but instead processed on servers running in the Google Cloud and Amazon Web Services. So American servers. Uh, Nazi later said uh, that he was just trying to raise a flag about the Face app. It's not like he was saying this is what they're doing. He's just trying to tell people this is what they could do. Um, so a security research researcher who goes by the pseudonym Elliot Alderson. He looks like an anonymous. Like his profile pic is this like This dude got obey. to pick his name and he picked Elliot, Elliot Alderson. Alderson. Yeah. And we know his real name. So his real name is uh, Baptiste Robert, which is a way better name. <laughs> that sounds cooler. <laughs> Baptiste. Baptiste Robert. Yeah. Elliot Alderson. Well, he downloaded the app and checked where it was sending user faces. The French cyber expert found uh, FaceApp was only submitted, uh, only took submitted photos. So, like, you pick which photos you want to age. Right. It only took those photos into the servers. Um, and then it would back them up on Amazon and Google servers. Some critics don't understand. Oh, so, so, they're still backing up our photos, whatever you put in. Yeah, I'll get into how long they hold on to them. Uh, some critics don't understand the need to upload photos at all. Um like why even have that why can't i do it in the device yeah but to be fair it's unclear how well face apps ai could process photos on the device rather than their more powerful servers we, so that makes sense we just talked about computing speed yeah give it a year okay give you, you'll be able phone. to do it on your phone you do it on your calculator probably <laughs> uh so face app improves its face changing algorithms by learning from the photos that people submit exactly yeah. if you want to use it you got to contribute to the cause Omar, i'm gonna get we didn't do this on purpose but i want to give ourselves a pat on the back a, for how well our they articles like yeah go along with each other it's also like a sign to show like worried and technology go together. <laughs> um yeah. so yeah this could be done on the device rather than the server as oh wait yeah server as machine learning features are available on android and ios so even your phone can do machine learning but FaceApp may want to stick to its own computers to train its AI. Yeah. So the argument is here like, yeah, it could use your own phone stuff, but it'd be better for them to grow their database if you use yeah. their stuff. I mean, it's a great it's better way to for collect their data. AI. Yeah. Because it's like the thing on Facebook, right? They have the same thing on Facebook. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> People upload pictures and it's like... Every time you upload it. a photo, it's getting going to a server. Yeah, it's genius. Uh, so Gorinchov has given statements explaining that the photos are not even on the servers for that long. Most images, is, most images are 
deleted from their servers within 24 hours from their upload date. Uh, the only reason they keep it there is uh, for traffic and performance. Okay. So, I mean, that makes sense to me. Two, two days, that's fine. Uh, he also added that they don't sell or share any user data with any third parties. That's a big one for me. Yeah. If they don't do that, then I don't see a problem here. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think this is a great example of um, privacy over convenience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in this case, convenience experience. is like your entertainment. Yeah, yeah, experience. So you're giving up. Uh, your privacy, your picture. You're giving someone your picture to be able to get a funny picture back. Yeah. So that's a fair trade in my book. <laughs> Fast forward to revenge porn being yeah, <laughs> revenge porn of you because of few, bots. Yeah, because a few years ago uh, you decided to make something look old. Um, or no, they're gonna wait fifty years because they know what I look like old now. Oh yeah, that's what it's it true. Is. Huh? Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean. All in all, it seems that FaceApp isn't doing anything particularly unusual uh, in either its code or its network traffic or even its statements. So if you're worried, worried about FaceApp, there's probably a bunch of other apps on your phone that are doing the same thing. Like you mentioned Facebook. Uh, The fact is that we upload photos of our faces to company servers all the time. The only difference in this case is that unlike Facebook or Google, FaceApp is a Russian-based company. And thereby, it in, uh, inherits ill will because of American perceptions of Russia. Dude, yeah, American people are very afraid of Russia. It feels like we're I, in the cold, the cold War, dude. I was thinking, okay, so I was thinking about this the other day. Because I was watching Stranger Things. Yeah, with the Russians. Is all about Russians. And I was thinking... Is, I feel like this would be kind of offensive. How so? Like, because some random Russian person is like, okay, well, yo, I'm chilling. It's the Soviet Union. <laughs> That's fair. And the Stranger Things is the Soviet Union. That's fair. But I will say, like, now, I think it's cool to have another, to have the Russians as the bad guys again. And Wait, like why? media and stuff. I don't know. They're just, they're very intimidating. The Russian language That's is true. very intimidating. Most of the time, they're like seven feet tall. So I mean, but I feel like it's just another stereotype. Yeah, I mean, it it literally is a stereotype. (laughs) I don't think it, but yeah, it's just. I was thinking like, uh, if I were Russian, or I was thinking like, if they had a whole movie on like communist Vietnam, would I be offended? I I ended up thinking no. Yeah, but I don't know. If you had a movie about today Vietnam, would you be offended? If they had uh, a movie about all Vietnamese people in the United States being evil, that's when I would be well, offended. This is okay. It's cool that you bring this up because I was just thinking about this. Uh, have you heard of the movie Top Gun with Tom Cruise? I've heard of it. Okay, yeah. well, he plays a fighter pilot or whatever, yeah, yeah. and he has this leather jacket with patches on it, and some of the patches are like Taiwan and uh, either Japan or Vietnam, uh-huh. which it, that technically would mean like this is our countries that we partook or we took down government or yeah. something you know like a, anytime you see the u.s veterans wearing the vietnam cap yeah like with the vietnam flag on it it's not because it's like their accolades you know yeah 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 that's what he had on his jacket yeah but in the new movie it's the same jacket but those patches have been changed to what just generic like symbols and stuff like a plane or <laughs> and the reason it changes because china's a big market for these movies 
like the Transformer movies, the only reason they kept making them is because they made so much money in China. Not because they were popular here, but just because they were so much. A lot of times, even if you watch new movies, you'll be like, who's this pop star? He's a Chinese pop star that got cast in the movie, so people will go watch it. Wow. China's a big market for movies. So I mean, there's so many people in China. Exactly. And they've been get, they've been doing better. I think Deadpool still wasn't allowed over there because it was too violent. But uh-huh. a lot more movies and a lot of movie companies are directing or changing their movies so they can just distribute it to China. Dang. So um how did they get on that again oh they changed the patches yeah they why, the why patches. did they change those patches to cater to china like why would those patches be asian offensive? demographic i don't know or it's eastern culture i don't know yeah i don't know but i mean i thought it was cool yeah interesting or not cool i don't know what i thought it intriguing. was intriguing intriguing uh i also saw like it was a movie detail inside out there's this person eating uh pizza with broccoli on it yeah apparently that was regionalized for japan because to bell peppers because people don't like bell peppers on pizza in china is that that big of a deal so they reanimated the pizza slice to have bell peppers on it is that that big of a deal to change broccoli to bell pepper yeah i don't know you think japanese people are eating uh like pizzas with broccoli on it's like this is fine what do you mean well it's gross about it it's cool that they localize it because i remember there's an episode of pokemon or Brock's like, you want a donut? And it's a rice... Those, what are they called? Mori or... Um, I don't know. The triangle shape yeah. with seaweed around the Rice, bottom. seaweed. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you want a donut? And that's what he's holding out. It's a rice ball. It's like, <laughs> Hold up. That's, that ain't a donut. So, I mean, it's cool that they did it. Anyways, let's get back to the yeah, face I app. I forget what we're talking about. I'm almost done. Uh, we ended with... Uh, American perception of Russia is bad or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the point of all this is not to say that you should go around. You should. This is not to say that you should go around uploading your photos all willy nilly to every app you see on the app store. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, I feel like I do that already. Okay. well, Not all of them, but. <laughs> you should understand the risk, I guess. Yeah. Uh, people should think about how their data is being used before sharing it to the unknown app. Uh, if you want to see what you'll look like in 50 years, you should know there is some trade off. And I think that's a fair point. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Well, that's the end of my report. But I figured we could have a little tourist here. Uh, Talk about this general yeah, stuff. Have, have you used any of these apps? And do you ever think about the privacy permissions that you grant it? The privacy I, access and permission. I, do, I don't really use apps like that specifically a lot. Mm-hmm. But like I said, smart home devices are really cool to me. Very interesting. That's why I have them. So I've always been conscious of the fact that I'm giving up a lot of privacy for this convenience. Because I, I realize that it is recording me. It is always listening to know when yeah. I say something. I know it's not always recording me, like everything, but it is recording every time uh, it does something for me. Mm -hmm. So I am conscious of that uh, privacy that I'm giving up, and I'm personally okay with it. Yeah. For me, the the ones that really bug me are like access to your Facebook friends list or something like that. Yeah. that I don't like that. That's just annoying. (laughs) The mic ones those are kind of scary to me the mic ones because like if it's a camera 
like it might be running the camera in the background but the mic one that one definitely could be an eye i'd have no idea yeah. with the camera one at least like if it's a photo like this app the face app i i can understand they need the camera so they could take a selfie of you so you can make it old right but when it's like we need access to your mic it's like wait, why though why um so i think those two things are the big ones that get me the f- access to your friends list and microphones everything else it's it's like i said i mean you got to know the trade-offs yeah if you want to take a silly picture of yourself you gotta know what you're doing at least know what you're doing yeah be responsible about it i think that people don't realize that Mm -hmm. especially older people because they don't use technology as much but people don't realize that to get a convenience you're giving something too Mm -hmm. it may not be money but it is definitely your information yeah like like, that's a huge thing like your browser information is like oh i think my device was listening to me so it gave me an ad on i don't know lawnmowers because i was talking about lawnmowers google would not be a free service if they weren't doing this if they weren't selling your information exactly ad companies the amazing things that it can do is only because it has had access to our information yeah people don't realize that the cool things that we have need something to be cool or to be possible it, it needs your stuff yeah it yeah. needs to curate your stuff that's why like it's not a big thing for me. i i personally my theory is we're not gonna have privacy like our kids are not gonna have to worry about privacy because it's just no one's gonna have any privacy we're definitely gonna have a lot less privacy a lot less i i don't know i feel like it's gonna be more biometric piracy i think it's gonna be and that is terrifying uh, yeah but i feel like that's the one thing you'll actually be able to have control of i don't know genetic privacy stuff like not that. even so i was uh, i we had to do like presentations for a class and someone did one on bio, biometric information mm-hmm. and they're saying how with a password anytime that's stolen you can change it mm-hmm. change it to whatever anytime your general passwords or anything like that is taken you can change it but with the biometric stuff, if someone takes your fingerprint, what are you going to do? Use your other fingerprint? What are you going to do after that? You got 10 chances, you're out of chances. Or like uh, when you're using your eyes, you don't have any more chances. If someone steals your two of them. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Mr. Shove has down a one. <laughs> oh, no. So like if someone steals that information, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. So even though you have control over it, it is riskier in the way that you can't really replace it well this is a current debate going on right now about face facial recognition software apparently police officers have been doing all the time without any permission because they're like well i mean we needed to catch the bad guys or to prove that this is a bad guy yeah but like more and more politicians are like this isn't okay this is you're not asking these people if you can use their photos to run against backgrounds of other people's photos right like you need permission for this kind of stuff and I think it's been outlawed or minim- lowered in Detroit or something. Yeah, like the use of it is... Yeah, uh, cops can't use it anymore or something limited, like that. Yeah. Or something like that, yeah. So, like, it it's a ever-changing world, Johnny. I think all that stuff is super interesting. Yeah. Like, technology and how it's progressing and how laws have to change mm-hmm. to, to change with the technology. And it's scary that... A lot of politicians don't know anything about technology and i don't think it's their fault 
No. You can't expect anyone to know everything about technology. Well, especially everything else they have to learn about. They need to learn about environmental laws. They need yeah. to learn about all the laws that already exist. And that's why you have staffers who exactly. are supposed to be experts in one specific thing and they give you all the information. But And I'm hoping there are at least some representatives that know something. Like, yeah. It, it, the scary part is that throughout like the Facebook and they had like Apple and stuff, like the executives talking to government. It's yeah. scary how little they know. Like they don't know the general stuff that younger people using this technology would know. It's always frustrating when you're watching them talk to uh, Mark Zuckerberg before a committee. Oh, man. And he's like, I've already answered this question five times. You guys aren't understanding. Or they'll ask like a stupid question. It's like, that's not how the internet works. Yeah. Do you run an example of this? Um, like a, an example question that someone there was asked one guy. Found. Yeah, I, there was one guy who kept grilling him about the same thing. I remember the grilling, and like he was laughing, and they're like, "Do you find this funny?" And he's like, "No, it's because I've already told you." Yeah, and I'm like, "Do does it or doesn't it?" It's like it, it doesn't. We don't. Oh yeah, it was about listening to them about the the I, thing I, I mentioned. Know. It was yeah. it was listening to them to what they say and then getting ads about it. It's like, no, we don't listen to you. And that's a thing. That's like a psychological thing too. When the more you think about it, the more you're gonna recognize it. Yeah. So if you're talking about I use lawnmowers. If you're talking about lawnmowers, you're gonna recognize lawnmower things more often. And I mean, if you Google search lawnmowers, it will come up. Yeah. But it did. That doesn't mean it's because it heard you. It's because it saw you Google yeah. lawnmowers. So it is taking information. It's just not listening to you. Just... Dude, the ones that always get me are Redbubble. Redbubble or movement ads. Oh, my God. Redbubble's the shirts, right? Yeah. If you even Google search Redbubble for the next, like, three months, you're just getting Redbubble ads. It's the worst. It I... reaches on so hard. So that's why I always use incognito mode. But I don't think that does anything. I think incognito mode only just hides... cookies, huh? I don't, I'm not sure, but I think it only hides it in your browser history. But I think your information is still being seeded out. So it is cookie. I mean, you're, you there still have your cookies. Yeah, I think so. No. Um, so recently, I started using something called uh, DuckGo or GoGoDuck. DuckGoGo. Mm-hmm. Duck it's one of those things where it's like a search engine. DuckDuckGo. That's what it's called. And it rates... Uh, websites and stuff on how much information they're seeding out ah. so of course youtube google and stuff have like def ratings well yeah i mean coincidentally their website has an a rating but uh we were talking about how there's going to be a new google system where you can play games over like your computer and stuff like you can stream games yeah stadia i always thought that the way they were going to pay for this was to have ads running because that's the way youtube makes like 70 percent of the revenue so yeah, a lot ads. of things make money so I always thought there were going to be like, when you play an app on your phone, there's a little bar at the bottom that's just banner of ads. I thought yeah. that's how they were going to do it, but apparently not. Or it might be. It might be like, Maybe. you can play the new Assassin's Creed game, but every hour or so you get a 15 minute ad or not 15. Oh, that whoa. probably wouldn't be. 15 minutes. Maybe every 15 minutes you get a 10 second ad or something. Yeah. Something like a minute like ad. Or you could watch a two minute video ad to get 30 minutes without... This way Spotify does it. Again, yeah, give up your your privacy for that convenience. And the reality is, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Me too. Obviously to an extent. And like, obviously for you too, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. But like, you can't have 
Google and its amazing search engine by not giving any information. If, if Google didn't take any of our information, Google would be ass. Yeah. It'd be so bad. It'd be ask, uh, what's his name? Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> it would be really bad. But um, I, I, I've always thought you shouldn't stop technological advancement because of fear. So, so like, make I, the deep fakes. Kind of. Okay. We, we, we should, maybe not for porn, maybe for something else. Maybe, maybe not deep fakes in particular because uh, I don't see a Positive good use, use for it. Mm. Entertainment, I guess. It's the only use, I guess, now. It is a use. I don't know. It's like, like people are scared of machine learning because of this. You should not stop research in machine learning. Yeah. Or artificial intelligence. Or maybe find a reasons. good use for deep fakes. How about that? Exactly. Find well, the, the, the technology behind it is being used for other things. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sure it's being used for simulations, like physical, visual, uh, visual, not physical, simulations of things that we would not have been able to predict before. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I bet you it can be used to uh, test, like, the aerodynamics of a building to see how it withstands a hurricane or something. Computer learning, not deep fakes, right? Uh, yeah, machine learning. Okay, okay. I was gonna say, do they just like deep fake a building over an existing building? I'm sure know. you could. You could probably like physically see it with yeah. deep fakes. That technology, whatever word I used earlier. The, there's so many different like, algorithms and whatnot. Well, I guess we could wrap it up. This has been our look at. The dark and scary world of technology, the world and, of the future. Yeah, and if you want to see more, probably go to just Google Netflix. It. No, look at Black Mirror. Oh yeah, watch Black Mirror. That's how you. <laughs> if you want real scares. Yeah, about technology. All right. Well, thanks for watching, guys. That's all for worried. Bye.